Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Well, 
we all get to the breaking point. Sometimes it takes us a little longer than others. But hey, give God thanks when you wake up and just go before the Lord. And, and this is on a serious note. Just go before the Lord and ask God to reveal some things to you ASAP. That you don't have to waste your time. You don't waste God's time. You don't waste God's precious life that he gives you or your children's lives or, you know, just the, the, the time that you take away from God while you're dealing with these people who you should not be giving your life to. And that takes us to our switch tip with Shantice. Don't trade in your vision. And most times when you are wasting your time with someone you have no business with, you are now wasting your vision on that. Don't trade in your vision for something or someone who is not worthy. God is the one who is responsible for giving you your vision. And if you do not take the time to give it back to God, if you waste that time on someone else's vision because it ends up clouding your vision because you want to help or you want to, you know, give away the time that God has given you to someone else, nah, don't trade in your vision. Don't trade in your vision because it can be a very costly move. And you don't, you really don't want that. I promise you, you really don't want that. All right? All right. Well, speaking of trading in your vision, we walked into uh, my two cents on Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day. Oh, we got our girl, Candy Montgomery, and her boy, Alan. They are both married. They are both. Both cheating with one another in Love and Death, the HBO Max miniseries that we are reviewing here on this due time with Pastor Steph. And oh my, 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 talk about trading in your vision. They are now gallivanting all over the place together. Episode 2. And they have really not taken into consideration that they have become extremely risky, which is one of the rules that they had decided not to break. Yeah, in episode one, they talked about the fact that if they, you know, started running risks or someone started to get a little too emotional, that they would cut it well, well, by episode two. All of those rules had gone straight out the window. Nobody was protecting anybody. Everybody was sharing a little too much going on. Uh, what's his name? Alan and his wife ended up going to a marriage, like a counseling uh, retreat, for, you know, for people with troubled marriages or to strengthen your marriage. And Candy was not trying to hear about it. Yeah. Now, earlier in the episode, she said she was willing to break up. You know, we got to break up, you know, when things get a little too emotional. But when it was time for him to get closer to the wife, 
Oh, no. She was not trying to hear separation. Oh, my goodness. And we talked about the fact that uh, are we cutting up in church or are we behaving? Are we acting godly-like or are we misbehaving? What happens when the new minister, new pastor comes into your church? Wow. Well, as we saw in episode two, uh, the new pastor and his wife did not necessarily get the welcome that they should have gotten. Uh, you got to go back and look. Tomorrow, we will be reviewing episode three. Now, it's only seven, so you're going to have to catch up if you haven't started watching it. All right? All right. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around. And we had that conversation with our ladies, with Vivian's and over Vivian's socially conscious segment, as we talked about more than two children suffered burns and other injuries after going on a slide in the playground when someone doused them with some form of acid. You know, people are really sick. Anytime you just arbitrarily set out to hurt children, babies, you know something is really, really, really wrong. Well, Vivian also warned us that uh, that check writing, you may want to go online or maybe use the phone to make your payments of your credit cards and your your loans and your mortgage and your rent or whatever have you because the check fraud has gone buck wild. Yes, they say that 680,000 reports came from the banks as well as 300,000 Mail thefts, UPS has, you know, they've reported, man, I tell you, how are you going to pay your bills? God gave you the money. That's the first part of the battle that's already won. Now you got to protect it. Well, it looks like internet, they don't want to act right because they doing what they doing. And you got the mail people doing what they doing. So it looks like you just going to have to call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to have to do. Well, Thursday, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around. And all we got to talking about what? (sighs) About intermittent explosive disorder. And, yeah, you're going to have to go back to Wednesday to hear all the stuff that uh, that particular disorder describes and all of the different behavioral patterns that fall behind that, which road rage is under that. So if you've got road rage or know someone who has road rage, you want to go back and look at that. But we talked about the uh, father who unfortunately had his daughter in the hands of his mother who stabbed the seven-year-old 15 times, and maybe she fell into the intermittent explosive disorder because he claimed that mom was a great-grandma. Yes, she was a great-grandma. You know, the, the girls went over to visit quite often, and all of a sudden she just 
grab the little girl. Yeah. Well, I think you need to start reviewing the people around you. Because when we started hearing the symptoms and the, the behavior, yeah, man, I tell you. Several people started going through my head. And the due time crew said the same thing. Yeah. Oh, So go back, go back, go back, go back. Well, Friday. Friday. The men, the men were raining on Friday. And we talked about what? Um, that police officer in Mississippi who shot the 11-year-old boy who was suspended initially with pay. But after some reviewing of the situation, they decided to take that money back. Yeah. And now he is suspended without pay. And that was a long conversation. Yeah. Well, you want to definitely go back and listen to what the man had to say about that and some other stuff. It was a mighty, mighty, mighty good conversation that sent us into what I like to call a thought-provoking weekend. Well, last night, we all Facebook Live. YouTube Live, Block Talk Radio Live was on fire as I was with Minister Anna Bias as we talked about the upcoming conference, Breaking the Yoke Women's Conference. It's coming up July 29th, God Spares. And oh my goodness, we already started talking about some stuff that we are going to be discussing on that day, and Minister Bias joined us for our Word Prayer Project, and the topic was our men. Ooh, Let me tell you something. God is an amazing God. He gave me some men from the Bible. And we pray for those men now. Yes, 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 yes. We pray for the Abrahams of today. And you're going to have to go back to see how God broke that thing down. As he started calling out the men of biblical times and all kind of good stuff and started talking about the men of today and why we need to pray for them. Oh, it was a wonderful tag team match. And Minister Baez will be on with us. Thursday gospel. Yes. So look forward to a second round and a second dose of Minister Anna Bias. Well, that's how we spent last week and we got this week jump started. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. We are shaking the Monday morning blues together on this Juneteenth. And uh hey, hey, hey. We're going to give you an opportunity to go and get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time when Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, go nowhere because we'll be right back. I was diagnosed with PTSD. I got out and was sort of on my own. Since 2003, more than 103,000 service members have been diagnosed with PTSD. Hope for the Warriors focuses not on what happened, but what happens next. Don't let them be forgotten. You can help restore hope to our military families. My wife and my son are affected by combat, too. 
Visit hopeforthewarriors.org today. People know that they can turn to them and trust them. talking about good health, 
weight loss and all that kind of stuff. They're saying beans like black beans, kidney beans, and lima, and pinto beans. Man, I say put them all together and get one of those, um, what do they call that? Um, everything bean soup. Ah. So again, the black kidney, lima, and pinto beans are all fantastic food choices for weight loss. Because they are both low in calories and high in fiber and protein to boost your metabolism, okay? They say the high fiber content of beans help to promote feelings of fullness, reduces the overall caloric intake. They say uh, the body requires more energy to digest fiber-rich foods, resulting in increased calorie burning. They also say that beans are considered low on the glycemic index, which means that they don't have a big impact on your blood sugar levels, which can help regulate your appetite and prevent you from overeating in the future. All righty. What's next? What's next on the list? Eggs. Ooh, eggs. Another excellent calorie-burning food, they say. Eggs. Uh, protein is a macronutrient that requires more energy to digest compared to fats or carbs. They say as a result... The body burns more calories during the digestive process, known as the thermic effect of food. Eggs are also nutrient-dense and can help satiate cravings, making it easier to control calorie intake. Okay. Ah, Let's see what else. Leafy green vegetables. Yeah, well, the ones they tell you to go after, spinach, kale, and Swiss chard are high in nutrients and low in calories. They're also rich in fiber, which aid in digestion and helps to promote the feeling of fullness. So, so far they're talking about all these three items help you feel full. Well, as long as you feel full, you shouldn't be eating, right? Alrighty. They say these vegetables are considered negative calorie foods, which means that the body burns more calories digesting them than they provide. Wow. Again, same thing as the other two. Burning, burning, burning as you are digesting. They say plus leafy greens are packed with vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants which support overall health during your weight loss. Okay? Well, you know what they always say. Grab that uh, dark leafy green like spinach and kale and throw it into your smoothie or green juice. Okay? Number four. They say grab up those lean proteins like chicken breast, 
turkey, and fish. They're excellent choices for weight loss. They say as the other items on this list, protein requires more energy to digest and it will boost your metabolism, increase your calorie burn. All right? So they're saying that lean proteins in your diet also help to preserve muscle mass, which is important for maintaining a healthy metabolism. And if you don't like your meat or you're a vegetarian, they say grab that Greek yogurt as a lean protein for weight loss. Okay, that was number four. Number five, chili peppers. Now, I've always heard that peppers were great for weight loss. Well, that hit this list and is number five. And they say spicy foods that contain, contain, contain chili peppers like cayenne or jalapenos can help boost metabolism and increase your calorie burning because of the compounds found in the peppers. Okay? So, they say those compounds are responsible for the heat in the chili peppers, and they have shown to have a thermogenic property or properties temporarily increasing the body's metabolic rate. All right, so they said go ahead and add those little uh, peppers to your food. And they say surprisingly, the experts say that hot peppers can help relieve inflammation and chronic pain. Well, I need to be standing around just popping jalapenos in my mouth. (laughs) Well, again, we're talking about the foods that help you lose weight, and those foods are beans, and those are primarily the black kidney, lima, and pinto, which happen to all be my favorite, to be honest, especially lima beans. I love lima beans. Eggs, leafy green vegetables such as spinach, kale, and Swiss chard. And remember, those leafy greens are best eaten raw or very, very um, lightly cooked. So you want to steam. Kale, you got to cook because kale is is harsh. But definitely the spinach, spinach and the Swiss chard, not so bad. You can definitely throw the spinach and the kale inside of your smoothies or your green juice. Make sure you get those that lean protein, chicken breast, turkey, and fish. And go get that chili peppers, okay? Make sure you sprinkle some cayenne pepper and some jalapeno peppers. Let me tell you what is the bomb. Get your leafy greens, some chicken, some jalapeno peppers, some onions, sour cream, man, and go to town. You Man, 
lose that weight. Lose that weight. As a matter of fact, I think that's what I'm going to have. <laughs> I'm going to have today. Chanti says it's not the bomb. You know, when she gives her switch tip, y'all tell her to leave me alone. That's I, I, I love that. I love it. It's the bomb. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what are we talking about today? Hmm. All right. Well, of course, we have to talk about Juneteenth. And they had, it was an interesting, it's an interesting article because they're saying on June 19th, 1865, Months after the northern U.S. states defeated the slave-owning South in the U.S. Civil War, enslaved African Americans in Galveston, Texas, while my tongue tied today, Texas were told they were free. Now, we know that uh, <laughs> that really took a long time, especially here in the north. Nobody even thought about no Juneteenth. And they say that act of liberation came more than two and a half years after Lincoln issued the Emancipation Proclamation, declaring all enslaved people to be free. Okay? Now, the declaration by General Granger to bring the Emancipation Proclamation into effect in the state of Texas is seen by many as the end of slavery. So, the day became known as Juneteenth. And, you know, we know how that comes to pass. June and 19th merged together. Now, we got the different types of celebrations that we see and we've heard that kind of commemorate this Juneteenth, and they say it varies across the U.S. In some states, they have parades today, festivals, block parties, where people just kind of gather and they, you know, share food, they play games, and, you know, to celebrate the, the real freedom that, you know, they felt that they had not had back then, and now it's to express just freedom, period. Okay? They say some do public readings, singing, picnics, and church services in some places. Some states, they do rodeos, contests, concerts, and parades. They say food is also really important, you know, from the Texans, you know, when they started to celebrate the Juneteenth. They say barbecues are a big way of marking their freedom and their day with family and friends. They say that some people are participating this year by hosting block parties. They say eating barbecue, especially some of the southern dishes that are enjoyed by a lot of Texans. They say, well, shopping at black-owned businesses, all right? Now, they're saying that it became a federal law 
Um, it was first recognized in Texas in 1980. And they say since the decades, they have, you know, states that have joined on. But South Dakota formally recognized the Juneteenth as a state or a ceremonial holiday. Now, they say when Obama was the senator in Illinois, he co-sponsored the legislation to make Juneteenth a national holiday, but it wasn't passed. Even after he became president, as we know. So, they're saying that over the years, it kind of gained momentum. And they say that you had in 2016, an 89-year-old woman, Opal Lee, walked from Texas to Washington to raise awareness and encourage lawmakers. Now they say she walked two and a half miles each day, representing the two and a half years it took for enslaved people in Texas to learn that they had been freed. Isn't that something? Wow. Wow, wow. So we know that uh, two years ago, President Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act, which establishes a holiday that commemorates the end of slavery in the United States. And finally, they're saying, why does Juneteenth matter? Well, first of all, it's going to matter differently to everybody. You know, some people will just use this as another day to sleep. You know, and I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. We're just talking. We're just talking. You know, some people will not, you know, kind of highlight why it doesn't really matter to them. You know, and I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. I mean, I can't, you know, mandate what makes a difference to you. But it would be nice if you understood that the ending of slavery did not go away with racism. (laughs) Absolutely not. And they say in the years after emancipation, the so-called Jim Crow laws were created to separate black people from the white society and limit the civil rights. And they say it's still dismantled. All the deaths, George, you know, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and all the others who have, you know, died, they have spurred, you know, this anti-racism protest. But, you know, think about the fact that people were freed and didn't even realize that they had been freed until they actually made sure that it was pushed. And that's why there's a celebration. Okay? So I just thought I'd share that with you today as a little piece of information. And, uh, you know, I try to keep you updated on stuff. All right, what else are we going to talk about today? Hmm. Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I got some stuff here. Now, uh, I got some news. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to talk about. Well, let's talk about the Juneteenth celebration where you had 23 people shot 
unfortunately, and one fatally, um, you know, injured out in Chicago. This was yesterday at a Juneteenth celebration. They say it all unfolded at 12.30 a.m. in the parking lot of a strip mall. So, here we go, y'all. Now, we're supposed to be talking about freeing the people. Just what I tell you, they know how to mess stuff up. First of all, Juneteenth celebration should be about unity, coming together, celebration of life, a celebration of freedom. Well, this does not indicate freedom at all. No, not at 1230 in the morning at all. My question is, 1230 in the morning, what y'all doing? Whatever Juneteenth celebration was going on should have been done. Not only that, you know, again, remember we just got talk, we got finished talking about, you know, why does it matter? You know, what what's the importance of it? And as I said, it just, it doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. You know, some people just look to gather, get together, another reason to have a cookout. Well, in Chicago, they say the gunfire went buck wild. Several hundred people were there commemorating Juneteenth, needless to say, once it started, everybody scattered. They say one person was officially pronounced dead, two were in critical condition, and they had not made any arrests, at least at the time of this uh, article being written. They say they have no idea why the shooting took place, but... They say that the sheriffs had been monitoring this annual Juneteenth celebration when the call went out to 911. And they said initially that a fight had broken out. And they said (laughs) while the deputies were kind of investigating the report of the fight, then that's when the gunshots started. And they don't know who the people were. Several people had to be taken to the hospitals for injuries. So, again, the whole purpose of the gathering got dismantled because some people don't know how to behave. You know, so, you know, it, it's just another reason. You know, we talked about this, what, last week, week before last, how, you know, people are just leery about getting together in crowds. Because it's just not the same anymore. You know, it was. It would be nice to have a parade or, you know, one big barbecue or gathering and you don't have to worry about any of this, but people won't let you do that. I promise you that much. I promise you that much. They're not going to let you do that. Hmm. What else are we talking about today before we get our due time crew? On the uh, line, uh, we talked about the food being thrown out last week and how much they waste food. And they have this article where they're saying that there was an entire dumpster behind a store where they had nothing in the dumpster, they, the entire dumpster. They showed a picture of it. 
the entire dumpster had nothing but Krispy Kreme donuts in it. And they said that this go-round was the Krispy, Krispy Kremes, but they're really upset because they're saying that there's a pizza shop. And at the end of the night, whatever pizza isn't made, I'm sorry, isn't eaten, they throw it in the garbage. They have to throw it away. They say the workers can't keep it or eat it, even for their lunch breaks. Now, again, we, I want to do a little research because I need to find out what is behind this practice. Now, I can think of some of the reasons why, but they're questioning the greater good. So regardless of whatever the reasoning is, they say 40 million tons of food, United States alone, 40 million tons of food, not 40 million pieces of food, 40 million tons of food that go into the garbage. Now, here's what they say. They say that 40 million tons of food is thrown away every year and that the food goes into the garbage in the landfills and at that accumulates to 22% of the of the garbage in the landfills is the food. They say that 5 million tons of that food was part of 2021's landfill. They say that the bad part about it is it has to be burned. Yes. They say that it ends up emitting gases like carbon dioxide and methane as it breaks down. And that's, you know, the overheating of our planet. And on top of that, 34 million people, remember we gave the stats last week, (sighs) 34 million people are now in the starving zone, but you're throwing away 40 million tons of food. If the United States is the most, if they're not the most backwards country, you have the other not only us, but you have the other countries that are starving. You literally not have just Americans, but the other countries that are starving, but you throwing away food. Well, we, I'm, I'm going to do a little research because somebody's going to explain something to me because that makes absolutely no sense at all. At all. Well... What else are we talking about? Well, in Texas, speaking of Texas, they had this 79-year-old man who they say was made prisoner in his home for months. In his own home for months. So he left Texas to go to Louisiana for a funeral. And when he got back, his home, they say, something didn't look right. He said it was immediately clear 
that something was off. They say that his truck was missing from the driveway. And three brand new vehicles had taken its place. Now, they had financed, the people that took over, they had financed those cars in his name without him even knowing. So I'm trying to figure out, well, how long was the Louisiana trip that they could get in there, get what information they could, and finance three trucks? Oh, my. Well, not only that, they say he stuck his key in the front door, but it wouldn't work because he had they had changed the locks. It was two women and a man behind this. Now, he's a disabled veteran, and he, oh, goodness gracious, he had previously helped these people. One of the individuals, he had shown them some level of assistance and kindness, he says. He says he wishes he had never helped them. For several months, the three of them kept him in his home, took over his finances, and when they needed money, <coughs> excuse me, and cash for gas, they would beat him with a plastic rod until he gave it to them. He said this went on until mid-February when he took one of the suspects for an oil change and someone noticed some bruises all over his arms and asked where they came from, but he wouldn't answer them. So that individual went to the man's home and took him to a doctor, and that's when he opened up about what had been done to him. So they filed for eviction on his behalf, and the police were able to get the people out of his home. Now, they stole a number of appliances. They Are y'all ready? Not only did they take TVs, but they took the wall of it. As well as the refrigerator. He said they took everything. So they say two of the suspects, 43 and 49, were women. And they're facing charges of aggravated robbery. They say that the male accomplice is charged with injury to the elderly. Oh, my goodness gracious. I tell you, these people are sick. Well... Where are my due time crew members? Let's say good morning to my girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well. Thank you. I'm well. Thank you. How are you? I am doing just well. I was trying to make sure I got that last piece of that healthy breakfast down before I said good morning. <laughs> <laughs> all right now, all right. Oh, my goodness gracious. What are we talking about today? Well, you know what? We got the story of, let's see. How we get rid of this? We have the story of the man who was taken prisoner in his own home and... You know, 
Now, how do you take the TVs and the wall oven? Oh, my gosh. You know, by the time he came back from the funeral, there were trucks in the yard where they had financed in his name. They held him hostage, made him give them food and money for gas. They beat him with a plastic rod if he did not. Thank God for, you know, someone who took interest in all of his, you know, bruises and filed for eviction to get the people out. I don't know. What comes to your mind when you think of people treating the elderly like this? Um, We're in a day and age where people don't have, um, I'm not going to say everybody, because as we can see, somebody reached out and somebody cared enough to not just ask the question, hey, let me let me take you to the, this, this doesn't look normal. You know, I, I, you know, obviously have known you long enough to realize that those bruises were not there. How in the world at your age are you getting these types of bruises? And so, you know, just not just inquiring, but, hey, let me, let me take you to a facility. You know, and apparently, you know, he most likely had not told anybody anything because he most likely felt like he wasn't going to get any help. So, you know, um, real good, you know, acknowledgement to the, the uh, good Samaritan that did help, you know. And the other thing that I recognize is when we help people, as Christians, um, all those situations transpire. He never leaves us without, you know, because it, 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 it was that, I believe that it was that because you have done so much for others that, you know, he prevailed. Because we think about this situation, they could have beat that man until he died, you know, yep. and they had no, absolutely no compassion, you know. And, you know, the thing that I'm thinking about, okay, you went to a funeral, nine times out of ten when you are senior, you know, you don't have any, any major responsibility, you know, you, you, in, in our day and age, oh, I've got to get back to work, oh, the kids, you, you know, the kids need me, blah, 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 you know, those are reasons why you would come back home, but when you get to a certain age, you can go and come and go as you please, if you want to stay for right. a week, you can, if you want to stay for a month, you can, you know, and so maybe in his instance, they did, I, I can't see you working that fast. You know, unless you had a whole lot of access, he might have given you information that, at, in his mind, he probably didn't think, you know, how is somebody going to do this? But people are very crafty, and when they want something, they can get it. You know, I, my heart goes out to him. I mean, just imagine it coming home, and, okay, so I know this is my house. I know this is my key. I know this is my door. Why can't I get in? You know, and then after getting in, the trauma that he had to go through, you know, I'm not, I'm sure he didn't tell anybody. You know, you said, what, it was three months? Yeah, months, yeah, months. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to be going through and being yep. abused daily. Nine times out of ten, they said stuff, they did stuff, you know, and he probably felt helpless, you know, beating him and bruises and, oh, my heart just goes out to him, but I'm grateful that he was able to get some assistance and, you know, finally get these people out. Yeah. This was this was a mess. It was an absolute mess. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. And we'll be back to continue conversation with you. <coughs> Let's good morning to Brother Al. Good morning, Brother Al. Hey, 
Abraham was the father of Isaac. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob had 12 sons, for real. And these were the children of Israel. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Al. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. This is what happens when you're off. What did you say? I said, this is what happened when you're off. You get a lot of energy. No kids. <laughs> off in no one kids. way, Brother Al. Off in more than one way. <laughs> All right, Brother Al, listen. Let's talk about this Juneteenth thing here. So we know the whole background behind the Juneteenth. And then we end up in Chicago where there's a Juneteenth celebration that ends up with 23 people injured one fatally injured, and several people having to be taken to the hospital. And this all unfolded at 12.30 a.m. in a parking lot of a strip mall. Now, they say that the, 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 the law enforcement was on site. They got a 911 call and then a dispatch, but they were already there. And then right after they got that call, the gunfire started. Now, we all know the purpose of this Juneteenth celebration and festivities. Why can't we all just get along? Well, you know what happened. You got these youngins, and they hear about Juneteenth and know a little bit about it. But like you were I was listening to me, you was talking a little earlier. It, it's not a celebration for them. It's a, oh, man, I got to deal off from work. Uh, I ain't got to do that. Oh, you know what? We also let's do a barbecue. And they don't understand the seriousness of it, you know, what our people went through, you know. And, and, and they don't take it serious. So they're out there to do stupid and nonsense, and, and they don't take it serious. You know, they, they just really don't. It's sad that, you know, that, that our people... We, we act this way, man. It's, it's, it's such a sad thing. Well, let me ask you something, Brother Al. So considering that this is supposed to be, you know, a um, uh, celebration of, you know, the emancipation and the freedom and so forth and so on, do you think that because of who and what we are today that the festivities need to have a curfew? If, if we don't have to act, I would say yes. If 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 Juneteenth is coming around and there's a lot of killing and there's a lot of crazy things, yes, we need to put a cap on it. Not get rid of it, but we need to uh, give it a curfew. If, you if you're going to start a certain time and, you, and, you, and you're going crazy and acting up, then you know what? Yes, we do need a curfew. And I know some people mad at me saying it, but I don't care because this is one of the things why they're trying to take the history out of the school. They want this. They want our people to keep doing this nonsense. Because if we take away the history, the kids can't learn. Like, wow, this is why this happened. This is why you know. So, if they can't act right, I would say yes. All righty, all righty. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, brother Al. We'll oh, be yeah. back. To talk about some things. All right. Good morning, <laughs> Pastor Charlene. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How you doing, my dog? I am well thinking. I think we need to give you a week off much often. Because ever since that Thank week you. off, you've been amazing, girl. You've been amazing. Come 
All right, Pastor Charlotte. Let's talk about the 79-year-old man and the fact that, you know, he does flag that he gave assistance. Now, it doesn't say how many times. It doesn't say what he did exactly. But now you kind of get a feel for what he possibly could have done that would have given them a leg in and to maybe have even told this woman that he was going away for the funeral. If you end up with stolen TVs, wall ovens, and all kind of things, if you end up with trucks and stuff in your name and all kinds of things, the locks were changed, what do you think? Well, you know me, soon as you said it, I said, oh, that's going to be somebody he knew. <laughs> yeah. So I knew that that was coming. So now that we know that, not only did he let her know, but let's say he was letting her stay there. Because Ooh. for her to be able to be there, and I knew it had to be a woman involved, because for her to stay in there, nosy, go through people's stuff. He's trusting her, right? So he's talking to her because evidently he ain't got no wife, right? So he's sitting and he's pouring out and they swapping information, you know, about each other. But she had a motive. That is one of the things that is when you allow people, just think when you go to somebody's house and you, and you say, well, I'm going to go to the store. Right or I'm gonna go so I'm gonna go so and so, but I'm coming back the same day. It gives people opportunity to go through your stuff. When you invite people over to your home and they say they go into the bathroom, because I know criminals. That's why I'm telling you that. So <laughs> when you go to the bathroom, <laughs> people <laughs> people go oh, to your bathroom, but if they got to walk past a room or whatever, they're looking in because that's our nature as general. You know, you, mm. you're going to walk through, you know what I mean? And when you go into the bathroom, there are some people that goes through your stuff, your medicine cabinet, you know, and they find information about you. So just imagine when you have someone stay at your house. So I knew that, and now she's telling her people. So it gives him the opportunity when he says, because he's trusting I'm helping you. I'm allowing you to come into my home. I'm allowing you even to visit, you know, and then, oh, you tired, go ahead and lay down. So sometimes that happens too, right? So now, while I'm laying down, you in my stuff. Also what I thought about, not only someone from the outside, I know some people who children have kept them, uh, in their home, wow. taking their stuff, taking their money, in prison within their own home. Wow. So there is, it is possible of this. And now Facebook, right? How many times you see, I'm going on a trip, I'm going here. The smart thing is, even if you took pictures, wait till you come back home and then put them out. No, 
I'm on the road right now. I'm in this restaurant right now. So you're giving people, knowing when you're leaving, knowing when you're yep. coming back, knowing, what, you know, and then they know a little bit about you because now your profile says, I'm single, you know, or I don't have no kids. So it varies because you put too much out there. And I do thank the Lord that someone was watching him that probably, you know, that spotted, and it took me to that commercial. You know that commercial where that the little girl is being abducted, and she's on the elevator. I think it's an elevator, and it shows the man with the jacket, and he's saying that he took the little girl. They be sitting in the yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I can remember that. Yes, and um, so it made me go back to you know flashing to even that. How do you make a sign? And I think one time we we had did a story. This is a while back. And she had wrote a note. Yes. Y'all, y'all yeah. got to remember. And she left yes. it for in the restaurant or something. So, you right. know, you don't never know. And then why he's not telling? Because he knows he's been threatened. Because if you say something, because you said that he he's um, injured. What is, what is he? He's a veteran. Something was wrong with him? Yeah, he was a disabled veteran. See? So, you know, say something. Say something. You know what I mean? So they threaten him, you know, so he's scared for his life because, you know, like he is, he's, he's alive. I'm alive because they will kill me. So it's a lot that goes into that. That's why I say be careful who come in your home because we talk a lot and we trying to help everybody. And um, just saw that story on the news. Where they're letting the the migrants stay at somebody's house? Did y'all see that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we talked about that last week. Yes. Gotta be careful with that too. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So that's where my mind went to to all of that. You know, you, we allow people to come in and stay, and you don't know who goes through your things. Our children get mad at us. You know, I, that's how I know somebody that this happened to. The kids get mad at you. They out there doing their thing, getting high or whatever. They set their own family up, so no, got Lord to be careful. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. We we can be victims of a whole lot of things. Thank you so much because we coming back to some of the stuff you said because I I need to understand if the due time crew has any what they think about stuff like that. Thank you, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor KL. How are you today? <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long <laughs> time. <laughs> 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 oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Everybody all brought out of bushes up this Juneteenth. I ain't got to ask y'all how y'all doing. Oh, my goodness gracious. Listen, we're talking about Juneteenth, the whole purpose behind it, why there's a celebration, what it means, and lo and behold, we got the Chicagans cutting up 1230 a.m., 
out there shooting in the strip mall, in the parking lot of the strip mall, 12.30 in the morning. What are we doing here? Should we put a cap on the celebrations or what? Well, you know, I, I think the sad thing about that is that, yes, if you put a cap on, on the celebration, you need to put a cap on 4th of July. You need to put a cap on Memorial Day. You need to put a cap on Labor Day. Because the other side of the fence gets just as stupid as, as, as we do. You know, so, I mean, we don't have to put a cap on all holidays. You know, and, and you know, as Brother Al was talking, you know, the, the problem is that us, the dinosaurs, as they like to speak, we're dying off. So, so yep. where, where we know the, the true meaning of right. Juneteenth, you know, these, these young kids don't understand it. There's something they heard about in passing. You know, they don't even show roots no more unless you got cable. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so right. they, they don't even understand the significance of what we went through. They don't understand, you know, how powerful the words are as free at last, free at last, thank God almighty, we're free. They, they don't understand these things. So right. this is just another holiday, another day for them to act a fool. You know, they, 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 they don't know why, why, this, why we have off this day. They just know that we have off this day. And let's go right. to the mall. Let's barbecue. Let's do all this other stuff. You know, and, and, and it's sad because, again, the dinosaurs are, are dying off, and, and we're not leaving anything behind. We're, we're not teaching these, these children. We're not saying, hey, listen, you know, this is the reason why we're, we're able to do this. All we always say is EBT, food stamps, you know, you know what I mean? Whatever the government is going to give us. You know, these are, these are our, our freedom rights now. These are the privileges right. that we get, the, the, the right. food stamps. You know, God bless the food stamps. You know what I mean? But, but there, there was a time when, 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 when we barely got food, let alone being able to get food for free. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, again, you know, that's why it's funny. I tell you, things just always end up rolling itself together here. You know, talking about the whole, you know, lack of understanding and and how far we've come, you know, to even have this celebration and this, you know, time off to commemorate. And lo and behold, you're messed up. Yeah, you're going to have to put a cap on everything. It's not going to just put a cap on this, um, because they all cut up. Uh, the saddest part is, you know, again, it's for us, and it's us who are doing the damage to ourselves. So, you know, it, it's it's an amazing, it's an amazing turnaround. You know, I say the same thing. I'm like, this is who the world is going to be left to? <laughs> you know, we don't, you know, we have to, I'm going to be honest. We need to really put our all of our all into the grandchildren and start from there because the kids, kids, nah, that ain't happening. They're not happening. We're going to have to automatically go to the next generation and, and hopefully start from scratch and, and just trust that God will stick around long enough, help us stick around long enough that we can make the impact because these kids here, it doesn't matter to them. Nothing, and I'm looking, nothing matters to them. Nothing. Oh, my gosh, nothing matters to them. You know, Pastor Charlene was talking about some, you know, uh, stuff that goes on in your home. 
And I just need to know if you all are, you know, what's your thought and what's your experience with, you know, people in your home? Um, God forbid somebody knock on the door over here. It's just over. (laughs) You better be invited because you just don't be dropping by here. But, you know, I'm going to start with you, Brother Al. You know, you heard what Pastor Charlene said about the people coming home. They're all in your medicine cabinet. They're asked to lay down. Oh, no. Wow. What's your thought on that, Brother Al, based on what Pastor Charlene said? Does that go on in your home? No. Let me tell you, what Pastor Charlene said is so true. And people always told me that I was so selfish because I didn't have people over my house. I had big old house. I had nobody over my my kids barely got up in here. They lucky they got in here for a little bit. But I know I know those things, and and I just don't feel comfortable with people in my house. Like you have people, and you have family members, and family members they because they know I had one cousin. He the closest family I got right now is in Jersey. I got quite a few people in Jersey, and I got a couple of cousins. You know, call me, hey, hey, Al, how you doing, man? Um, yeah, man, cause I'm in New York, man, and uh, you know, me and my boys probably gonna come by and stay in the house, man, and you know, come stay with you and leave the next day. I'm like, who told you that? You know, and I ain't got a problem time. I said, no, you can't bring the people out. I don't know your people like that. And you just feel because we family and you in New York is okay. You know it's not okay. You know, he got mad. You can get mad. Hotels down the block somewhere. You're not staying in my house. So I didn't allow people in my house like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't allow people in the house like that. Tamika barely got up in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. And pass yourself to pop it up? Oh, no, I don't do the pop-up. Oh, no. Oh, no, yeah, you better call me. Ain't hey, there's no pop. You come knock on the door. Hey, I just stop by to say hi. We're going to talk outside. <laughs> so I, I just never felt comfortable. You know, honestly, I just never felt comfortable with people in my house, so I never really had people in my house come to my house, and it, it, it don't happen. But what Pastor Sean said is so true. I've seen it, you know, seen it at other people's house. And my, you know, my 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 cousin in Jersey, she just, you know, she's friendly like that. Oh, you stop by, come on in, and I watch people. They sit there, they look around. You know what you're watching? You know, we supposed to be talking. You looking around, going to the bathroom, going to the medicine cabinet? Oh, no, 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 no. That's why you ain't up in here. Wow, wow, wow. All right, so we got one that says, absolutely not. Uh, Let's talk to Pastor KL. Pastor KL, now you heard what Pastor Charlene said. What is it like in the Fraser home? You talking to the mute button, Pastor KL? Yes, I was. You entertain the people well, now. For me, for me, y'all already know. Um, I, I just moved. And unless you're the FBI or the CIA or the police, you, you don't know where I live. You won't find where. You, you would never say I was just in the neighborhood. I was just in the neighborhood and I stopped by. Well, let me give you a big picture. I am the only me in my neighborhood, if you understand. So there's no yeah. way you're going to find me. Because you, yeah. you got to get through them. To find me. So okay. you're not going to find me. 
And then let, let's just go back. I, I've told this story. My children couldn't have company in my, in my house. My children couldn't have company on my yard. They couldn't knock on the door. See, people don't even understand that even the children in these days are looking to rob you. So they're seeing what you got, what, 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 what my daughter has, what my son has, and they're trying, they're, they're trying to, to fish information out of the kids. Well, what do your mother do? What do your father do? So they can kind of figure out what time they out the house. No, you can't come in my house. No one can come in my house. Listen, my mother lives in New York for a reason. She has to announce herself when she's going to take a trip to Alabama. She ain't going to stop by. I may not be here. So, yeah, no, no, no. You can't come to my house. No, no, no. Wow, wow, wow. Tamika. Now, before you were with Brother Al and you had your own house, what was that like? Did you experience some of the stuff Pastor Charlene was talking about? Well, my, <laughs> we're talking about my home, you know. Um, uh, my my livelihood, you know, it was a whole lot of, when we were younger, there wasn't a whole lot of people coming by. There were maybe about, a handful. And when I say handful, it, it wasn't a full hand, you know, maybe two or three that she would, you know, my mom would let come by habitually. And then as I got older, you know, I made the rules, you know, and it was, you didn't drop by, you better call, you know, you don't, oh, well, I was in the neighborhood, but keep on stepping because you're not coming in here, you know, and you could stand right outside my front porch and knock on the door and you're not getting it in. You're not getting in unless you, you know, it, unless you have called me. You know, you don't know what my state is. You don't know what I'm doing. You know, I might be cleaning the house. And, you know, you don't want, you always want your presentation to be a certain kind of way. You know, and on the other hand, when we're talking about Brother Al, he's not lying. I had to invite myself over the first time in order to get in. So he's clearly telling the truth. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Pastor Charlotte, now you're the one who brought this all up. And, you know, Prior to you learning any of this stuff here or you hearing any other horror stories, what's the general rule of your home? I gave you up from my experience. Hmm. Oh! (laughs) So, (laughs) as well as others. So, um, normally, because I need to say this one, normally... People can't drop by my home and come in, but it has happened. Mm-hmm. Somebody had a gift for me, and they rung my doorbell. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, okay, so, okay. So that was on my husband <laughs> when he did it. But normally, I don't open the door. Um, normally you can't just drop through, um, because one, most of the time I ain't dressed for company. Second, I've had people come, I've had a few folks come and live with me because they had no place to go. Um, and I experienced with that I had to remodel my whole home, meaning a bunch of my stuff would have to come into my bedroom. Um, to keep under lock and care. Um, and I do know that as some people, um, I used to, years ago, I had a service 
a few services in my home. And my house is like a railroad. So, like, when you walk through the door, the bathroom is in the back of the house. And I start noticing of people looking into the other bedrooms. And one girl, she was a little bolder than the others. She wanted to know what side did I sleep on and what side did my husband sleep oh. on. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so. Wow. Back to Charlotte. Goodness well, I'll just say Hi. this. That thug side came out, Brother Al. The thug side did come out. Okay. Wow. But I was way back when. That was with my first husband way back when. Um, and um, so a lot of this stuff that I had either experienced myself and I've been to other people. Because when I walk into your home, I'm not looking around like that. You know what I mean? Where you sit me at, I'm staying, you know. I, half of the time, I try not to even go to the bathroom, you know. But I do know people that go into the medicine cabinet and stuff like that. My mother was like that. Oh, my mother was like that as well. Yeah, she was very nosy. Yeah, she was. Oh Lord Jesus, because if she come into your home, she done. She sized up everything. <laughs> wow. She gonna find a way to get into your kitchen. Yeah, that's my mama. That's my mama. So wow. Um, I experience what I'm saying, and a lot of times we try to help people. But in the meantime of that, like you could say, they ask you for something. You say, oh, I don't have that. Yes, you do. You have what? What? Yeah, see, that was my reason. Well, like I told you, one time, that's when I was doing ministry in my home, and I had to not do that. I allow yeah. people to come and live in my home because I didn't want to see people in the street. But mm. now, oh, you can't even get nobody in my home. Mm-mm. I, my middle, my other bedroom, I turned it into my office. So I have no place for anyone to stay. Wow, wow, wow. You know, I remember when I was first getting this house and you know, God is an amazing God, um, an amazing God. I remember not wanting to live in this section of Queens. I wanted to live in a more, let's say, posh section. And, you know, I went and, I, and to the broker, real estate agent or whatever, and I told them, and they would constantly take me over to that section, show me a house, and then I would say, okay, let's do the paperwork. And then they they showed me this particular house, and this was an attached house. Um, it was you know, it was okay, but it's not what I wanted. I wanted a detached house. I wanted this. I wanted that. So I said, okay, we'll start the paperwork on the other house. And he, they kept saying, well, we don't. Ha- that house is no longer available, but there's always this house. And I remember saying, I don't want that house. I don't want that house. And so we go back, and they show me another house. We go through the same process. Oh, but there's, oh, we're so sorry, you know, uh, you know, Mister, that house is no longer available. But there's always this house. And little did I know what God was doing. And later on, I didn't know the Lord at the time. Um, and later on, I found out that, you know, it came out after I got this house that those homes were never available. 
was only this home that was available. But little did I know what God was doing. This home is, the layout is amazing for issues that you're talking about, Pastor Charlotte, because there's a full bathroom on every floor. All the bedrooms are on the next floor. So when you come into this house, you ain't peeping looking at a thing. You're going to look at the kitchen. You're going to look at the dining room. You're going to look at the living room. You're going to look at all the common areas of the home. And when I think about all the other homes that I would, that, were, that they were my preference, those homes were not constructed like that. Where it would have lent the ability to happen because... You know, I rented out my house for quite a while, and I rented the basement. At one point, I even rented this part of the house, the upper part of the house. And Lord, I thank God I never had. Even renting my home, I didn't have things like that happen. Renting my home to strangers, I didn't have things like that happen. But, again, I'm like the rest of you. Please don't drop by here. You know, we have a nice, we're the only ones actually on the block who have a picture window. Everybody else has, like, the single windows. We're the only one, with with the exception of another house across the street, that has a picture window. So when someone knocks, we can actually look through the window and see who's standing at the door. Don't let us have to go to that window because somebody – and we always get deliveries. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know why we don't have stock in Amazon. When I tell you we get deliveries, so everybody's knocking, you know, stuff like that. Oh, but don't, you don't want to knock on this door. You just don't want to knock on this door. The whole atmosphere <laughs> shifts. It is not we're not the individuals either that you want to come talking to, knocking by. No, stopping by. No, please, because our frame of mind is not there. You know, so when I hear, you know, people you're looking in the cabinet, looking behind your shower curtain. I'm like, yo, who does that? Why? Why are you in people's business like this? Why do you think people really... Now, now, okay, so outside of being nosy, we find out now what this man could, like like Pastor Charlotte said, gee, he could have left them in the house. Now, Shantise keeps <laughs> asking the question, lay down where? <laughs> because Pastor Charlotte said, People come to your house and they want to lay down. Well, we didn't heard how the due time crew feel about you knocking at the door. So needless to say, laying down just would not be an option. But church folk, that's the thing that's getting me. You know, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna ask you something, Tamika. You said your parents were like clergy. Did you have church folk visiting? All the time. You know, my, my mom had so many children. My mother was really like the, 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 the honorary mother goose. Like whenever I turned around, somebody was either coming over, spending the night, you know, and I am, which is why I, I, I guess I still am the way that I am. I never, even in my childhood, I never ate any other piece of the chicken but the chicken breast. You know, and so somebody come by, and I'm like, okay, I guess I guess I'm gonna eat vegetables today. You know, because <laughs> like, you know, pastor came by, you know, and back then you only gave pastors the, you know, the big piece of meat, the the, the, the chicken breast. So I'm like, oh, there's only two chicken breasts. Daddy got one. 
Oh, that means Pastor don't get the other one. So I guess I won't be eating vegetables tonight, you know. And it was all kinds of stuff like that, you know. Somebody needs something, you know. Uh, Tamika, can you give such such? You know, uh, they, they just say. I remember honestly. She said, "Well, they're just going to stay for a couple of days." And I'm like, "Okay, wait a minute. This couch is starting to hurt my neck, you know." And it was just always something, something, something. You love and appreciate people, but sometimes you literally have to say enough is enough. You know, I, I remember one particular time she let a set of people stay, and it was like three or four days, and that included the weekend. And then when they left, they left a mess, and, I, you know, it took me a while to clean it up. And then somebody else came, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. So surely when I got older, it was like, oh, you know, uh, you, you, you know somebody tell you, you know, uh, such and such lost their job, and they're they going to need us a little something, you know, they're going to, and, and I'm like, you know, I feel sorry for them, you know, is there something that I can do financially? Because I don't mean, you cannot stay with me. I, I, yeah. You know, is there something that I can do? Maybe I can buy you a couple of things, you know, maybe I can even help you, you know, stay in a hotel. But as for when you start coming into my living quarters, you know, there's all kinds of stuff. You you have you have things that you you have ways that you want to live and things that you want to do, and they they may not necessarily mean to in some instances, and then in some instances it all depends. You know, they don't care. You know, you sleeping at a five o'clock in the morning, they got their music going. You know, or you know, you had a certain thing, you waiting. Oh, you got that one thing in the refrigerator. Who, when I get home from work, I'm gonna have such and such and such, and you know, you get home flossing their teeth. Ooh, you know, that's such and such. So good, good. I'm glad you left it. Oh, right then I have lost my mind because I've been thinking about that thing all day. I've been marinating the juices and the flowing and the meal in my head. And I come uh, home and you're sitting calicorning on the couch with my favorite blanket and you just ate my dish of food. We are not going to be friends. So. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Brother Al, when you were growing up, was that... What was the practice in your home? No, we, we really didn't have people over like that. I mean, my my father was a mason. Once in a while, my dad might have had a little party at the house, and, and it wouldn't be a lot of few of his friends. They would come over, and, of course, we had to go in the back room. But, you know, we was peeking out the door being nosy. But um, <laughs> we, really didn't have, we really didn't have people. I, I know I remember there was a... Uh, uh, a kid that came to stay with us one time. He stayed with us for a little while because um, you know my father was always really helpful, and his mother was his mother was doing drugs, and he was staying with his grandparents. And I think one of the grandparents died, and we took him in, and we were always little little kids, and he stayed with us for a while, and um, he wasn't a bad kid, and um, that was it. We really didn't have people over like that, like you know. People didn't pop up and people didn't stay with us, so no, we didn't have that. Okay, okay. Pastor Charlotte, what was your home? You know, your childhood. Did they have? What was the activity? All my friends. Um, my mom, her, she didn't really have too many people of her friends, but I've always had her house was always open um, for all my friends. Because she would say, you can't stay at their house. They can stay here. Okay. And she would, you know, like, you can have the parties here. She just didn't want me in somebody else's home. So she'd rather for everybody to come to her house than for me to go to theirs. 
So that was pretty oh, much how okay. I was raised, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Pastor KL, what was what was the activity on your end? Well, I, I didn't know there was human existence until I went to school. And I was like, wow, there's more people. <laughs> I, said, I said, these are people. Oh, my God. You know, so, I mean, in my house, no one knocked on your door. The mailman didn't knock on the door. Back then, it was like a Flintstones. They just threw the mail to the door. You know, so oh, no one knocked on the door. I didn't see anybody. And I was like, "Wow, can I go to? Can I? Can I please go to school?" You know, so yeah, that 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 was me. <laughs> you know what? Well, it's interesting because, as always, you know, your child, your youth, kind of follows you. You know, you either go from one extreme to the next. It's never kind of like in the middle. You either where it happened. And it's like, okay, absolutely not. Or it happens, well, well, that's always what happens. So I just kind of fell right into the habit. So it, it's it's interesting how, you know, you kind of followed suit as to, you know, what happened in your own home. But, you know, as always, you know, due time crew comes through big time, always giving you something to talk about. You know, thank you, Pastor Charlene. ha, <laughs> ha. For teaching us, you know, to, to guard our home in a special way. And uh, we pray that you all have a blessed day and a wonderful Juneteenth. Well, as a matter of fact, what are you doing today, Tamika? I actually have to work, so I will be putting in hours today. Alrighty. What about you, Brother Al? You're off officially today. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sit back and relax and watch Tamika make my money and do a little bit of work. All righty now. All righty now. Pastor Charlotte, how you spending this Juneteenth? Well, I have a meeting, so I'll be in a meeting most of the day. Okay, okay, okay. And Pastor K.L.? Well, they didn't get the memo down here, so I'm back on the plantation. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll be, I guess I'll be getting off in a little while. We we sick, boss. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All righty now. Enjoy your day. Thank you so much for, you know, your contribution. And we pray you have a blessed day. You all do this same. Well. Thank you. You do it well. Thank you. All righty. Wow. It's uh, that time of the morning where we get the weekly tip, which tip with Shantice. Let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am well, thank you. I'm well. Well, what you got for us this week? Oh, this week God is elevating us, y'all, because not only do we have the switch with Shantice, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seats, we also have a sponsor for this week's switch tip. 
This week's switch tip is brought to you by X-Blends, which is the first black-owned portable blender whose mission is to focus and assist each individual with perceiving the three keys to empower life, which is guidance, strength, and wisdom. And you can find them on Instagram at xblends1, the number one. So it's X-B-L-E-N-D-Z-1. And Pastor Steph, after you just gave those amazing health tips on how to not only burn fat and calories, but how to keep it off, X-Blends is definitely the product that you should have as part of your lifestyle. So our switch tip for this week, switch tip 153 is stop reaching. Always wanting more than what God is currently giving you. And two definitions that I came up with, but before I go into those two definitions, the two words that came to mind in those definitions, you know, when you think of stop reaching and, you know, Pastor Steph, you just gave our congregation a couple of weeks ago the word that God gave you to give us, which was we should make sure that we continue to strive for more in him, strive to continue to do better. And there is a very thin line in making sure we strive for the excellence that God is saying he is planting in us and renewing in us every day and just always reaching for something else. There's a very thin line. And when we're talking about just reaching, a lot of times it's just random. A lot of times it it goes back to that lesson God gave us a few years ago, I see, I want, I take. And the two words that came to mind was grateful and gratitude. So grateful meaning feeling and showing appreciation of kindness and gratitude, readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness. And when you are always randomly reaching, you don't have time to show appreciation and you definitely do not have time to return kindness because you're just always reaching. You're always looking for something else that you can have before you really sit back and see what God has given you or what he has shown you or taught you what to, you know, what and how you should strive for something. There's no time to be kind and show any, any, any kindness or give God a return on the gift and the investment that he has just given you. So 1 John 2.16, New Limits Translation reads, For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, capital F, but are from this world. So we have to realize that every time it goes back to that, I see, I want, I take. Every time we just continue to crave for things that feed our flesh. Remember, God gave us a switch tip regarding that. Things that feed our eyes, things that feed our instant gratification, our self-gratification. When we like to boast about things that we've done and boast about things that we have, that is not of God. That has nothing to do with God. And that just brings my mind back to that meme that was going around a while ago where it was Jesus in the meme and he was like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. Because that is all of the world, the enemy, he teaches us how to continue because he, he doesn't make us. We already, our flesh already just craves things that we see. A lot of times that we know we have no business having, whether it's people, places, or things, and the enemy just continues to influence us to not only have the craving, but then to pursue the person, place, or thing that we are craving. So we have to make sure that when we notice that within ourselves and God will put you onto that about you, that it's time to cut that out because, again, you're not showing that you're grateful for what you already have and you're not able to show the gratitude. 
First Thessalonians 5.18, New Living Translation reads, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And that verse just brought to mind the verse where it says, if you don't know how to handle little, you're not going to handle much. And I never looked at it in the aspect of being grateful for the little. If you don't show God that you're grateful for the little, how are you expecting to give to get more from him? So he's going to give you a little bit, allow you to have a little bit. You show him no gratitude. You don't give him any return on that. There's no thank you, God. But then you expect him to give you more. What do you think he's looking at you to do with the more when you can't even show him that you're grateful for the little? Hebrews 12:28 message version reads, do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God, reverent meaning respect, for God is not an indifferent bystander. All good and perfect things come from the Father, comes from God. That is not what Shanti says. That is actually a verse. So we have to understand that any little bit that we get, that's good, whether it's something that we've asked for, whether it's something that we didn't think to ask for, but we see like, oh, and a lot of times I know it's like once you realize you've gotten a little, it's like you start wanting more and more and more and more. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, again, it's a very thin line. Because when you just keep reaching, now you go into greed. Now you go into showing God that you're not grateful. And we all know, look in Galatians chapter 5, you start now showing instead of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, you start showing the fruits of the flesh. So we have to make sure that we're making the conscious decision of making the switch, of always reaching to making sure that we are showing God gratefulness, that we are showing God the gratitude for every little bit that he blesses us with. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Ah, thank you, Shantice. Thank you so much, and we pray that you have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. Thank you. Ah, we are going to take this moment to go before the Lord, holding hands and holding hearts. Oh, dear Heavenly Father God, we thank you. We thank you because it's a beautiful day and you have allowed us to see it. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for just providing the breath that we can go throughout the day. Dear Lord, we may not have everything we want, God, but you have promised that you would provide everything we need. And we say thank you for being a man of your word. Lord, as today is a day where... You know, the, the the holiday is to celebrate and commemorate emancipation. We thank you for that, dear Heavenly Father, but we really give you thanks that we were freed when Jesus gave his life for us. Thank you so much. And my prayer today, dear Heavenly Father, is that we appreciate and we show the appreciation for that act and not what the world is doing and how the world is handling this freedom and emancipation. And we're just grateful, dear Heavenly Father, that we can understand who you are, that that's freedom, that we have hope today, true hope, that's freedom. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father. 
for the fact that we don't have concerns that the world has. That's freedom. We know you in a special way. That's freedom. We're not in bondage any longer. That's freedom. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, as you've introduced what true freedom is to those of us who have given our lives to you. So no matter what we do today in regards to celebrating the holiday, whether we just sit in the house and sleep, whether we um, work, whether we barbecue or or whether we participate in a parade, God, we want to thank you for what has happened here on earth. We don't want to be unmindful for all of the things that you have done for us mankind level just here but God we thank you again for just elevating us to understand and see who you are God that it would be us to help other people understand what this level of freedom is all about that we would not handle this the way the other freedom is handled We're free, but we don't want to be free to the flesh and do everything the flesh and our nasty spirit tells us to do. We want to still be under subjection, loyal to who you are, respectful for all that's been done for our lives. And we're giving you the glory and the honor for all that you've done. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for paying the bills. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the roof over our head. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for the shoes on our feet. For the shoes on our feet, God, that have allowed us to just walk freely. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God, that while the food is being thrown out, 40 million tons, we are not hungry. Thank you, God, for always being that ram in the bush. Thank you. Thank you always. Thank you always because you provide the ram, but the ram would not exist without you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, God, for all that you do that we have no idea how you're blessing us. We thank you, God, as we have taken for granted life, opportunity, and blessing. But you just keep on blessing us nonetheless. We love you and we honor you today, dear Heavenly Father, and we give you the glory and the honor. So rightly do your name. In the precious name of Jesus we pray. Amen. (sighs) You know, as Pastor Charlotte was talking, and she was describing all of that stuff, and then she came back to say, I've experienced that. And I was like, ouch, ouch. You know, we... Mm-hmm. We don't understand how blessed we are, you know, to be able to even dodge certain bullets. You know, here she is, you know, out of the kindness of her heart, you know, she's doing these things because she doesn't want to see anyone need, you know, now you all in my cabinets, my closets, my bedroom you know, looking through the bathroom and the medicine cabinet and things like that. And, you know, how ungrateful we are. 
And, and that's where my head went. My head went to how often has God blessed us? And instead of showing appreciation, we showed our lack of gratitude. And I don't think we think of how vast that is. How, vast, how how many times do we ask those extra questions? Someone offers us something, and instead of just saying yes, thank you, or even no thank you, we have now got to grill them and take them through, uh, is it this, is it that, does it work like this, does it work like that, does it turn on and off, can I clap, or do I have to actually get up, is there a remote control? You know, I don't think we think about stuff like that. You, we, I don't think we think of how how broad it is when we're disrespectful or ungrateful. And see, when Pastor Charlene tells the stories, you know, it smacks us because we can't help but see that's a level of, un, you know, uh, ungratefulness or, you know, a lack of appreciation. But how many ways do we do that subtly to God? You know, he offers us food, but if it's not that brand of food, it's not no frills. I mean, it's no frills. It's not, you know, Del Monte's. It's not Green Giant. And, and I understand the preference. However, there are times in our lives where we can't go with preference. We have to just give God thanks for what he's providing. How often do we do things like that? And I give God thanks because he, he, makes, he makes you aware of these things. He does. He really does. But how many times do we, <laughs> do we, you know, just kind of push it to the side? And now we end up with nothing or we end up lacking. And, and, and you know what's wrong? We don't ever put the two together. We don't see that, you know, this is why I don't have this. Or this is why now I'm hungry for this. And I don't mean hungry in your mouth, but just the need is there. Because I'm already picky and I'm choosy. And I don't want this and I don't like it like that. And I'm sitting back and I'm saying, how many times has God provided, but yet we're twisted in our appreciation level? And we need to think about that today. You know, see, when these things happen like this, it's just blatant. It's hollering. The sirens and the alarms are going off. However, the sirens and the alarms are going off with God as well. And we find that we're not advancing. Or we don't have the things that we want, but we don't think about why. John T. says, stop reaching. Because you don't stop to appreciate what God has given. It may not look the way you want it to look. It may not be shaped the way you want it shaped. But it is what God wants it to be. And sometimes we have to take it like that. It's not going to be all plushed out. It's not going to be... Glittering gold and shiny and sparkly. But sometimes matte is better than glossy. So we need to start giving God thanks for the matte. Even though it's not glossy. It can definitely be a blessing 
to each and every one of us. So I want us to look at things differently today. Are we robbing God? Are we robbing God of the gratitude that he deserves? Because it doesn't quite look like, doesn't quite feel like the way we want it to be. And God is sitting back saying, I said I got you. I'm putting the extra into something else. So you may have to take the mat right now because I'm putting the gloss over here. But that's on you. Are we paying attention? Are we grateful? Are we grateful for the freedom? But instead of being grateful and celebrating the freedom, we are now destroying it with a lack of gratitude. Because that's what happens here on earth. You know, we're supposed to be celebrating freedom, but yet we're doing something different. So come on, come on, come on, let's make it happen properly. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Until, oh, no, 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 can't go there, can't go there. Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later it's not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares. With Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Remember, it's my two cents segment, episode three of the HBO Max series, Love and Death. Woo, let's see where this goes. Until then, God spares. I love you.